Whoa, that's brand new to Zoom. The bitch says recording in progress. Yeah, she's warning people. <laughs> she's like, put that titty away. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, everybody, welcome to the show. Uh, am I saying your name, by the way? Are we doing that or? Yeah, why not? All right, Angela Morrell, fucking. Uh, this is a one of the craziest stories I've heard in a long time. We were going to do this what, like, two or three months ago. When did all this go down? A couple months ago, in okay, May couple, actually is when okay. all this shit hit the fan. So this has been cooking for like a minute. Uh, we'll end heavy. We'll we'll end with that. We're going to start, you know, goofy. Because um, I mean, it get, there's so many. There's like twists and there's turns and then. Uh, there's a this guy is this maybe there's a ghost who knows um but we'll start off straight off the rip which golden girl would you say you are oh sophia for sure sophia yeah for sure is it because like she's small and cranky yeah and always <laughs> up to trouble like she's always doing something and then comes home what did you do today i bought an orange yeah. you know what <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to be one of the one of the gals. I feel like I'm maybe like a stan because so I remember as a kid watching it, I'd be like, wow, this guy sucks. What a piece of shit. And then it's like that um that dark night quote where it's like, oh, uh you either die a hero or you live long enough to be the villain. And I am Stanley. Um because right. I got a little bit of that in me. I was like, oh, let's do a little tax evasion. Um do you remember when he uh, he proposed to Dorothy and he put like a ring in a, in a baked potato? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I love that fucking show. Let's now let's go. Let's we're gonna we're gonna pivot, but slightly. Where we're still in the old lady arena. Let's go to Grace and Frankie. Are you a Grace or are you a Frankie? Oh, definitely, definitely Frankie. I definitely get those Frankie vibes. Um, I like. God, who would I be? Because obviously you want to be like, oh, I'm one of the cool characters. I'm probably, um, fuck, who's the dude? Sam Waterston? The, the, guy. the yam farmer? A hundred percent, yeah. The yam farmer. And that's so perfect. Uh, yeah. So Frankie usually will get like a little too high and some <laughs> shit kind of goes sideways. Have you ever gotten like a little too baked and you kind of slightly fucked up your life? Which time? Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let me list you a whole rogues gallery here. Yeah. Which, which profession, you know? <laughs> like, which? Oh yeah. You've been, cause you've been all over the, you know what? I just barely remembered cause you do like all this extra shit too. Like you're oh, an yeah. artist and you're a, you're a googly eye. Bandit. Bandit. <laughs> <laughs> the righteous vandal is what I call it because it's like yeah. it's vandalism, but it's it's totally justifiable because it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna like fuck up your day. You know, the only yeah. place that you really can't put googly eyes is like inside your body. But even yeah. then, I bet your your guts are laughing. They're like, oh, look at this guy. What a fucking goof. <laughs> um <laughs> uh fuck. Oh, that you were a bartender. That's what I remembered. I forgot yeah. for a second that you were a bartender. Have you ever been a little high, maybe a little drunk or whatever, tending bar and then some shit got a little shady? 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> we would frequently take, uh, we call them safety meetings in the alley. Uh-huh. When I worked when I worked at Maloney, uh-huh. <laughs> and we would go get like stupid, stupid high, and like a lot of times, like we would go out there before like the the bar would open, and we opened at two in the afternoon, so nobody really came in that early anyway. Yeah. So we would just go to the rooftop and then smoke a couple of joints, smoke a couple of bowls, like whatever, <laughs> and then we would come back downstairs. But one time I forgot to like set up most of the bar and there was a bunch of people when I came in because I was like, yeah, we got time because we got there late and then we're like, whatever, nobody's going to show up anyway. But of course, that's like, that's the day when everybody decides to show up. It's the day when you're caught slipping. Uh, See, I can't, if I'm going to get fucked up in any sort of way, I can't have any responsibility is my thing. I, (laughs) it's, it's sort of like, like if I was Spider-Man and I wanted to have like a nice, you know, puff of fat bowl, I would have yes. to take a whole day off. I'd be like, I hope no, you know, I hope uh, <laughs> uncle, whatever the fuck his name is, isn't getting killed today. Um, especially on the roof. I felt like I would have, I would have fallen off. Yeah. That was probably not. I mean, I've had a list of wise decisions and that's pretty far <laughs> up there. <laughs> Have you ever had to like beat somebody up or like kick somebody out in a dramatic way from the bar? Um, a couple times, actually. Um, a couple times at Maloney's, I chased some dude down the street one time, <laughs> down Market Street, um, at the at Seoul where I worked here in Phoenix. Uh-huh. Um, I was walking to the back. I had just got cut from the bar, and I was walking to the back to go stock liquor from behind the bar, and. I'm like rounding the corner and I can see into the office and there's somebody in there that's definitely not supposed to be in there. And I like look at him and he looks at me and I was like, uh, he was reaching for a, a bottle of Patron. And I looked at him, I was like, uh, I'll put it back. And he like, I caught him, I like startled him and he looked at me and he was like, you know, I had to try. And I was like, yeah, not today, yeah. <laughs> put, it, put it back. And like, walked in back out to the dining room i grabbed a manager i was like yo that guy right there i just caught him in the back trying to take a bottle of patron like here you go balls in your court i've been cut i'm trying to go home <laughs> and i'm in the back like cutting down boxes doing my thing super excited and all of a sudden one of the servers comes and gets me they're like they're looking for you out there i'm like what are you talking about <laughs> they're like that dude that you said um you saw in the in the walk-in trying to steal He's trying to say that we're trying to pull the race card and just accuse him. Oh. And I was like, all right, bet. And I turned around and walked out. And I like, he, I like walk around the corner and he's like finger in my manager's face, like talking down to like, you're just screaming at him. And I tapped him on the shoulder and he turned and he looked at me and he was like, I don't want to talk to you. I was like, I'm sure you don't want to talk to me because I'm the one that caught you. Yeah. And like, it just kind of like escalated from there. One of the kitchen dudes came out from around the kitchen and like picked me up and walked me to the back of the kitchen. And like, it was just a huge fiasco, but I typically like find myself right in the middle of all of it for some reason. <laughs> the, the fact that he got hurt over that using his like weird hobo logic, but I feel like it, that he was still like uh, aware enough. He's like, you know what? I always got the race card. And yeah. he probably like had it like at his hip, like a pistol, like his hands kind of like doing that cowboy thing, you know, Yeah. like ready to do a shootout. He's like, nah, not today. 
And then this was the one who's like, this is the way to get out of this jam. And it fucking mm-hmm. completely didn't work. Yeah. They were like, no, that's that's not gonna work. And like he's screaming, they ended up calling like the security and like they're like, if you don't leave, we're gonna call the cops, not just security. But it was that was one of the more dramatic ones. Like in the middle of Scottsdale too, like rich white suburbia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Scott. Even the name Scottsdale, it's two white guys' names sandwiched yeah. together. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like living in like Brad Chad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Brad Chad, Indiana. <laughs> oh fuck. All right, we're gonna pivot again. We're gonna go to um I mean this subject is so huge. Uh I was almost thinking that you were going to give me that that tour of Horcruxes, but uh, we got to get oh, on to yeah. some fucking some HP, some Harry Potter. Yeah, hit me with it. All right, have you been writing since like the beginning? Were you like a book fan, or were you like the movie fan? Um, I started as a movie fan, uh-huh. um, and it was an accident because I <laughs> when okay. we when we were in high school, like we would just buy tickets to like PG rated movies or whatever movies we could buy tickets to and then sneak in for the rated R movie. Ah, yeah. Well, yeah. we bought tickets to Harry Potter and then we're trying to sneak into, I don't even know what it, right? I don't even remember what it was, but it was sold out. So we couldn't just like camp out on the stairs, <laughs> you know? So like we had to go actually watch Harry Potter and like, it was the first one too. It was um, Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. And oh no, it was the. It was the Chamber of Secrets for sure. That's the one with uh, like Dobby and the troll or whatever. Dude, they right. all blur together to me. So it's like all one story to me. So I have to like segment it out. I'm like, wait a minute, what year was that? How old were they? Yeah, it all kind of bleeds together. Like it does bleed together. It's not until I feel like. Uh, the one with uh fucking what was the third one the prisoner of azkaban or whatever i don't know if that's the mm-hmm. third or the fourth but yeah when they started looking when uh daniel radcliffe started getting like a jaw it's like whoa what the fuck's going on here yeah when uh, they weren't like children anymore yeah yeah like uh, harry potter has pubes now this is crazy <laughs> uh <laughs> all right so so you you got into the movies first and that sort of like threw you into the books and shit yeah and like I watched that movie and then when I was in high school my sister was like super into the books and she, there was a book release party at Borders one time and my mom was like will you take her please because it's at midnight and I don't want to go I'm like you're gonna make me go sit at the bookstore at midnight with a bunch of nerds and like in uh, <laughs> these like witch costumes mom like I was not excited about it but then once I got there I was like this is kind of cool <laughs> yeah these guys kind of yeah these guys are these guys slap. Fucking. Yeah, and it's like, what the fuck is a muggle? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the N word in our world. Yeah. Fucking. Okay, so that, now I want to get into this. So you have like a ton of, of like a fuck ton of Harry Potter like memorabilia. What is? Because yeah. Um, it's not like we have like a video version of this anyway. But in your office, you say it's like a Harry Potter fucking theme. Yeah. All right, I need um, you got to run me down like the the top three grabs in this thing. Um, well, there's floating books on the wall. Of course, so I like yeah. So I have all of those, and then I have like the empty picture frames. So like if the painting is in their other frame, you know, like when the frame's empty. So I have those. Um, I have the Daily Prophet. Um, I have a sorting hat. <laughs> I have 
<laughs> literally all of the horcruxes except for the um the goblet damn i have them yeah i have them all and it's i like i even have plants named after oh you named what the is it like the main guys or do you get like deep in it you're like oh this is that guy uh larry he was in the third one he he uh dropped an apple and harry said hey you dropped your apple does it go that deep <laughs> no they're pretty obvious like okay. i have i have this one plant that's like pretty picky and like kind of moody so yeah. that one's umbr umbridge of course and it's uh -huh. kind of like velvety and like purple girly it looks like her so that's umbridge <laughs> <laughs> And there's a term in the plant world, which like, I'm so very fond of, it makes me laugh. Like if you bottom water your plants, like if you just set the whole planter in water from huh. the bottom, they call it butt chugging. Whoa. I'm like, well, I'm like what, you want me to butt chug this plant? Awesome, dope, I'm it. where do I? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna sign me up, but take my money now, please. Yeah, yeah no, I think so I, would, I, I like that yeah. with anything. Yeah, like uh, take that, do NyQuil, <laughs> Fucking alcohol too. It. Yeah, just boof everything, everything up the ass. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So she also boofs her water. So that's kind uh. of sick humor because she's such a heinous bitch in the story. <laughs> the oh, fucking um. Wait, you say you have all the Horcruxes? Wasn't technically like Harry one? Yeah. Do, do you do you have Daniel Radcliffe in there? Um, I have, I wish, man, that'd be cool. <laughs> He's like a tiny little, like, adorable little man. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to watch him in, like, other movies. I'm like, what's Harry Potter doing with guns? Like, this is weird. Oh, yeah, that guns akimbo where it's, like, attached to his hands or the, yeah, what's the ones? Where they surgically put him on there. Yeah, yeah, and then there's a Swiss Army man where he's, like, a like a bloated corpse who, like, communicates farts through farts. All the time. That yeah, was weird. Yeah. <laughs> And then his dick was like a like a compass or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking great. Didn't he like didn't he ride him like a jet ski kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like fart power. <laughs> yeah. That movie, yeah, yeah. It's it's weird because the first time I watched it, I was like, this is horrible. But then I thought about it later. Like I'm getting ready to go to bed. And yeah. and I'm like laughing to myself. I was like, you know what? Let's treat yourself and let's watch that again. It's like watching. Napoleon Dynamite for the first time where you're like what the fuck was that yeah what is happening like, here yeah I'll share my thoughts <laughs> <laughs> when he starts like kicking his pocket what an asshole <laughs> yeah. oh fuck oh, so what would you um what would you be would you be like Slytherin Gryffindor um I mean, of course, I chose Gryffindor when, like, right out of the jump because, I mean, that's what everybody does. They want to be like Harry Potter. Yeah. But since, like, the deeper I get into, like, the nerdy fandom of it all, like, I've taken, like, the quizzes and stuff where they, like, sort you into your houses. Yeah. And I should be a Ravenclaw according to, like, Pottermore. Uh -huh. But if I drink enough whiskey, then I'm <laughs> definitely Bellatrix Lestrange. <laughs> whoa see that's fucking crazy that's fucking cool though yeah i don't remember like last time i even took that pottermore quiz here's what's fucked up about it is obviously if you take the quiz it's because you're a fan of the fucking thing so you kind of know how to answer something yeah it's like would you 
if hey if the, the, you saw a frog on the side of the road would you adopt them and love them and cherish them with all your heart because i would but or it's like uh or would you tell him to go fuck himself i'm like well <laughs> go. slytherin i'm gonna tell him to go fuck himself yeah. um do you think the uh so you know how people will bribe to get their kids into like prestigious schools like i think uh Oh, yeah, yeah. I think like Aunt Becky is in jail yeah. for. for... <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say, Aunt Becky. <laughs> so, do you think anyone's ever done that with like the sorting hat? They're like, look, we've been Gryffindor for generations, whatever. Like, I know you oh, love. Oh, fuck, they said. Yeah. Yeah. No, no but they might have been like, look, I'll let you suck my dick or eat out my wife or whatever if we make you kind of make this right you see what i'm saying and then he's like yeah he's like oh yes uh, uh, hmm, interesting yes and so he can't help but do it because he loves oral right. and um <laughs> and then he just becomes like a cum pig for all of these <laughs> for all of these parents who are like please like we got to keep it slithering or ravenclaw whatever um so do you think he's ever taken like a like a dick or a vag I mean, I'm sure in some twisted realm of the fandom that's yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how they have like the multiverse. It's like, oh no, that's Earth yeah. 122. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea of him too, maybe going to like a like to have like a quarterly retreat for like all the famous hats. It's like, oh, it's the yeah. camping trip we've all been waiting for. Let's meet up and talk about each other's lives. And he's just sort of like, like he's just smoking a cigar and he's like, because he's he can't help but bend to his desires, which is, of course, you know, sucking, sucking the dicks and eating the pussies of these parents. So you right. got like, OK, let's let let's some famous hats here. We got like the cat in the hat hat. Right. 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 Um, Abe Lincoln's hat is there. Yeah. Um, Would maybe... um, Darth Vader's helmet count or do, are we staying away from helmets or just hats? We could throw a couple of helmets in there. I feel like there's a few prestigious. Cause that is kind of a hat. Cause underneath that fucking thing, he's like got the harmonica holder or whatever. And he looks, yeah, he looks terrible. <laughs> um, yeah. We'll throw Darth Vader's helmets in there. Um, maybe Sherlock Holmes is whatever, by the way, yeah. his, that hat sucks. It's got two brims, one for your neck. Get out of here, Sherlock. You suck. Oh yeah. 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 I, I got a, I got a clue for you. It's right here, pal. <laughs> points at groin um okay what else we got and then we'll go like uh i said abe lincoln and then we'll go like will smith's hat from like fresh prince or whatever so they're like sitting there they're eating s'mores and they're all like oh how was your summer how was your year and they're like oh i did this today and uh oh yeah i, I bought another house or whatever and then the sorting has just like uh, you got a couple hours to listen to this and then they, they try I'm to a like, cum dumpster. Yeah, I'm a fucking I'm a cum dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That's the perfect way to end like the silly portion. All right. <clears throat> so this story, I I think when I when I release it and I put it in the description, it'll give context to it. But I didn't want to give it away because it's that's the whole fucking story. So so you meet this guy, right? Right. Uh, how do you meet this guy? Let's kind of set him up a little bit, I guess. So um, he went by Iron Jacket, right? Yeah. And then also, I don't know how to say it. Tipo? Uh, tipo Sweepo. Okay. 
and uh, I guess how could you best describe it? He was like a like a social media influencer, but by using sort of uh... like indigenous spirituality. Um, he kind of has like a mix of new age and like traditional, and the message that he speaks is like very convincing you know like he's very good he has a way with words and like he can put he can say things and he can produce content and like edit things and like he he does a really good job representing himself yeah it was it was i guess like leaned towards like motivational stuff and then had like this crazy huge following because i remember so i for like a few years i listened to this band called prayers yep um and i found out about them through this like uh this noisy thing on youtube it's like a like a vice sort of like subcategory where they just talk about music so i watched this story on them and i was i was hooked and i I got into their music and so i kind of briefly saw this dude before i eat i knew you knew him i just didn't know who he was but they they were doing some sort of uh, like a short film or something with him? Is that what it was? The Cholawani? Yeah, there was um, supposedly a Netflix documentary being um, filmed. Yeah. Which was supposed to go over like the traditions of like the Cholo culture and like where everything originated and like from like all the way back in the day, like indigenous times to like being in the prison systems and like all that kind of stuff. Like it was supposed to be like this really huge cultural big huge event you know like a lot of big name people were involved too you know like he had he was pulling clout like all over the place you know like that's just that's kind of i think where it like got shifty you know like it stopped being about like spreading a message and like really trying to help people and everything but and kind of like a like a clout chasing thing yeah because he cast this wide net and i know like even people that I followed on Instagram would say, oh, followed also by blah, blah, blah. And that included like, fuck Winston Duke from uh, Black Panther and like us and all that stuff. And just, he, he, he got his name out there. So yeah. how did, how, what was your introduction to this guy? Um, a friend of mine uh, had sent me one of his videos that he had posted and because I mean, I've, I've always been like on the spiritual path and like very open minded and like into occult type stuff and like studied religion and like really just open minded about everything and was looking for more like spirituality based stuff. And like, really, I've always had like an affinity to like indigenous or native beliefs and practices and that kind of stuff. And like, it just resonated with me. So like, I watched the videos a few more times and like, I've always been looking for like an elder or an ancestor, somebody to like teach me, you know? And I messaged him one time and I was like, Hey, I just wanted to appreciate you for what you do. Like for, cause people like me, you don't really, who aren't really connected to their like ancestors or their family who have this kind of information. Like you provide a lot for people like me. And I just want you to know that what you do doesn't fall on like deaf ears. And he responded and was like really chill about it. And like, conversation started from there and it was it just kind of like just picked up from there forward and forward and I then I found out he was a tattoo artist and I was like hey I would really be honored if I could set up an appointment with you for a piece because that would be I mean it would just be great and he was like well I don't really tattoo anymore 
but um, I'll, I'll think about it. I'll let you know. I'm like, all right, cool. And then some time went by and like he was supposed to, he agreed to doing it and it was supposed to be this huge medicine piece, a full sleeve. And based on like when I was born and how that translates to the Aztec calendar. So like basically my whole like Zodiac, everything. Yeah. And, and um, it just, that's, <laughs> that's where all hell broke loose. <laughs> um, I met with him first in January. He came out here. Actually, I went to, I drove to um, pick him up in New Mexico, which is some uh, gas station that he had me pick him up. And he's like, you, uh-huh. you, won't, you won't be able to, you won't be able to find my land because he lives on grid. I'm like, all right, cool. Whatever. Like, Was he like in full like regalia, like full, you know, when I picked him up? Yeah. No, or- he was wearing like huge, like the Ben Davis shorts on like straight trolling. yeah 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 he was like wearing like jinkos or whatever yeah pretty much like same feel like myself and my two dogs could have fit in there with him you know like <laughs> how long of a drive is that i don't know like where like i guess the distance between from where you live to the to new mexico it was like four and a half five hours to get there oh god damn yeah yeah so it was like a 10 hour round trip thing because i just like swooped and then turned around and came back to to arizona um but he came here you know like it was great like it was probably one of the most like mystical experiences i've ever been through you know like he spent eight hours drawing on my arm and then did the line work of everything and like we talked about all kinds of different like the, the universe and like it was dope like it was really cool and i was like wow i'm really like thankful for this opportunity you know and everything and then like then he starts like proposing like this crazy diet and like how, I mean, it just got like super culty <laughs> from there, but I, you don't realize that till hindsight, you know, like it was just a lot of like master manipulation and stuff like that, that I mean, that we'll get to, but um, end up taking him back to New Mexico after that weekend, stay in contact with him. I'm pretty much talking to him every day. So I'm like, I even remember now, like thinking like, wow, this guy talks to me a lot. Like, how does he like keep up with his land or like do with all this, like pretty like normal conversation, like with a normal dude. But like, I didn't think anything of it, you know? Cause like when you put, when you think of somebody that puts themselves in that position of like, I don't want to say power, but power, like, yeah a spiritual leader or in a sense, you know, like you don't really question what they're saying and their motives. Like you don't really think to, to go through those steps. And then like, he didn't have a, a per se birthday because he followed the calendar, you know? So like, there was so many ways that you couldn't figure out who he was, but you just had to like, trust what he said, you know? Yeah. And, um, he comes back again, you know, like comes out, for one more session on my sleeve and like he had done a few trips out to California where they would drive and this was the midpoint so they would stop here I would pick up food for him he would load up their car you know like see you later you know and everything give me money they would take off so I'd seen him a few times like I'd seen him in real life quite a few different times and in May when like all of this shit hit the fan like I was on my way back home to Denver um there was a a funeral in the family and I I happened to 
stop in Gallup, New Mexico. To uh-huh. I stopped to go to the gym, which was weird because I when I'm on a road trip, like I go from point A to point B. Like there's no stopping. Like I don't even like to stop to go to the bathroom. You know, like it's get there, go. And like I randomly stopped to to work out. You know, so it was like that was already weird, but it was just like something that I needed to do. And then as soon as I left the gym, like I had found out that he was in like a horrible accident on his land. Like he had, um, he was using a circular saw and it caught and kicked back and he severed his femoral artery and had to be airlifted to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. And they were airlifting him to UNM hospital in Albuquerque, which was, um, I think I was like 35 minutes out from Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. So me being the like little spiritual hippie that I was, I'm like, oh my God, I'm in the right place at the right time. Like the universe has put me here, but like it definitely did, but for reasons that we see later. But um, so I end up staying there and find out as much information as I could. I like literally chilled in a park for like four or five hours, like waiting for him to get out of surgery and everything, stayed there for a couple of days and um, never made it home for the funeral. Um, Ended up going back to Phoenix and trying to like figure things out. But there's a a lady who lives on, on on his land who he just called the sister. Yeah. Um, It was definitely not just the sister that I was (laughs) in contact with her the whole time. And she was freaking out, you know, I'm like, and I'm like being the nurturer that I am. I'm like, all right, let me damage control all of this. Like, let me make sure that he's alive. Let me make sure that this lady, lady doesn't lose her shit. And I end up going out to their land and spending some time with her just so that she's not by herself. And like, cause she was, she was not in a good place. And like, as I'm out there and like the more like, upset that she got like the more like she just started to spill all of her beans about all the lies that been telling like so many people you know about like who he was and um like he had told stories about how his family was um, massacred by the texas rangers over a land battle but straight like yeah like but that's actually the story of like the real iron who was was a Comanche chief from I believe it was like the 1800s yeah like the late 1800s yeah 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 and that's like that's the actual story so he just kind of like adapted his real life into like all of these past he built like this lore he kind of like stitched it together and the fact that he leaned into like obvious sort of like quote-unquote like cowboy versus Indian stuff you know yeah um it's so like that's that's where it's like ridiculous. It's like you could have fabricated something a little bit more like in modern times. Like nobody's fighting the yeah. fucking Texas Rangers. <laughs> yeah, like when he said that, I was like, the Texas Rangers. That's still a thing, you know. Like when I look back, like there's so many things that he said that I could have taken more than just a mental note on. You know, like I, there's yeah. so many things that I could have been like, no, you're full of shit, bro. Like. <laughs> you are so full of shit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, trust, I trusted him, you know, and he put himself in that position where like, he's a master manipulator where he could mimic all of my feelings to get what he wanted from me. You know, like he, it was easy to just manipulate 
because he puts himself in a spiritual role too where, where it's like hey let me help you heal from all of your traumas can you tell me what your traumas are like oh cool let me just hand over the user manual uh, fuck up my head yeah there yeah, you yeah. go that's so it's double space nuts. for easy reading <laughs> it's got the tabular and dent and everything yeah so uh so these secrets are coming out and when you say he's not who he really was that also includes like this twist which is uh he is not indigenous no he's not indigenous he's actually like a white dude from florida yeah, he's this florida is... man dude he's florida man. <laughs> he's florida man in this in this new in this new shape which is fucking crazy because like of course a florida guy would do this and of course it'd be like a white florida guy um so when you find this out from this from this chick who sounds like she's like his kind of partner but maybe you know kept at bay so he can kind of cast a wider net and i guess maybe fuck around on her essentially yep what 100%. what what were you thinking were you still were you trying to deny it in your head like no that can't be true yeah i like at first i was still in shock you know because like i had just left the hospital where i was worried if he was gonna live or die so like there's that initial shock first and then there's the all of this information that's coming to the surface and like i just kind of switched into like i don't know fbi mom mode you know where <laughs> i just like started just collecting information and sitting on it and like very being very in control of my emotions and like what i said and what i like how i presented myself because i'm like man this lady is very unstable you know like she even had a, a pistol out at one point where i was like oh, oh shit. shit time to go you know like it, yeah. she was just she just wasn't she was unwell like she had spent the last 10 years with him you know and she watched him nearly kill himself on her deck you know like i can't even imagine like, right she probably like oh. you know got like the the brunt of a lot of the stuff because she was there the whole time everyone else could have been yeah. like you know in a revolving door i guess but yeah she was the constant like um she was stuck punching bag yeah, i she's, guess yeah she's stuck like chuck yeah she's she's stuck there but like the more like the information came out and everything and like he like would talk about like how important it, important it is to disconnect from civilized society because it's it's tearing down the earth and i mean there's a lot of truth to the stuff that he talks about too so it's hard to like totally discredit him you know so like yeah it's it's it's, it's, it's complex it's great yeah it's super complex but then once i found out that they uh, he wasn't hunting she was like he doesn't know how to hunt i was like excuse me she's like yeah he doesn't really know how to hunt like we bought two cows and he butchered them himself i was like what you know i'm like here yeah. i am like busting my ass to try and find like the most local and like straight from the source sources of meat and like every sustenance like I even stopped going to the grocery store, you know, like I was getting my milk from a dairy. I was going to a farmer to get eggs, you know, like I was. Going and that was all butcher. part of that diet. He was getting everybody yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, but then I'm like, wait a minute, you're a frequent sprouts shopper, bro. Like you're. Yeah. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, hold the phone. Like, no wonder you knew where the cheese was when you were here, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, you're getting like, like herbal essences and shit for your fucking hair. 
<laughs> Drinking yeah. some Dr. Pepper. That's crazy. That's fucking yeah. so nuts. And the fact that imagine uh, from that perspective too, like you're seeing this dude, like he's like, Oh shit. Okay. Better like getting character again. And she's like, why, why are you doing this? He's, but it, it, he, he had, he was compelled to, which is like that classic sociopath narcissist mm -hmm. move is, keeping the mask on as long as you can, but also like somehow secretly sabotaging yourself because maybe you want to get caught. So you don't have to wear the mask, but you're just going to wear another fucking mask. Yeah. Yeah. And like, he claims a bunch of like gang affiliations. Like he has all kinds of gang related tattoos all over him and everything. And like a lot of the people that were, interviewed and stuff like on all of the exposure accounts on instagram because there are quite a few of them that were just like going hard in the paint you know yeah um a lot of them like had talked to people and they're like we don't know who he is so he, like he's like not only did he make up like the indigenous part but like the whole affiliation part like nobody could really verify that you know and like wow. and it's hard like a lot of that's hearsay too because i mean there's bound to be somebody that knows him you know but like nobody really could vouch for him from any aspect so it's just like like damn like you made the whole like i just don't i, I don't understand like the why you know like yeah you didn't have to go this far dude. yeah that yeah, i that, just keeping that up work. yeah and then and then also the fact that i mean if you really break it down he was just sort of became like the guy at at the club who's like oh no like i'm friends with the owner i can get you some drinks or whatever but like how about after afterwards we go to my hotel or whatever? That's just basically what he was. Yeah. You actually have 100%. a you have a better phrase for it, and it's 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 got to go on a shirt or something. What oh, is yeah. the phrase you have like the term you have for this guy? He's the cosmic fuck boy. I love it. Yes, the cosmic fuck boy. Fantastic. So he is. So all the all he's getting exposed or whatever. Did were you able to? talk to him at all like give me a reason for this or was he trying to like lure you back in or was that like okay now that i'm exposed i gotta get the fuck out of here um he like he started a lot of like romantic type relationships with a bunch of different women mm -hmm. so once all the women kind of got caught wind of like hey man like is this the same shit that you heard like all the forces combined and like we called him while he was in the hospital like I'm like we're really gonna do this right now like we're gonna call this man while he's in the icu and call him out for being a whore for being a fuck away yeah she's like yeah we're doing it right now i'm like oh shit all right here we go <laughs> but since that phone call like he um i haven't i have never spoke to him again like it was just went complete ghost mode oh wow until he um like he went silent for a long time and then he posted a video on his instagram like speaking sign language from the hospital like he was like on his like literal deathbed but he had actually already checked himself out of the hospital against medical advice yeah you know and like then he started a gofundme account and like it racked up to like seventeen thousand dollars or something and like people were messaging me like hey i don't know if you saw this but you should probably donate to this like he needs in help he needs help he's in trouble like all kinds of stuff and like i'm like trying to keep my mouth shut because i'm like i don't know if it's safe to talk about this kind of stuff like he's been to my house he knows where i live you know like 
it's what what do I do you know and then I just kept thinking about that there's that quote that's like the world is not destroyed by evil people but by good people who watch evil and don't do anything about it exactly yeah like like, the the bystander yeah and like I just kept thinking and it's like it's so cliche but it's true you know like in it and I couldn't just let like these people get scammed out of their money and like the other women involved like we all talked about it and we were like all right let's let's get our brave face on and like speak out against this you know and like after that like his his Instagram was taken down for a while and I'm not entirely sure what happened to the GoFundMe money I kind of checked out after a while because it was it was a lot you know it was quite a few months of just constant attention and it was draining you know but um they I do know that a lot of people ask for their money back um so some people so at least the amount decreased um but uh I lost my train of thought with that one. <laughs> oh no that it was a GoFundMe thing but I I do oh, remember yeah. that's around the time I think where I I caught wind of it I mean, just by chance, I think I was scrolling through Instagram and like the search, like, oh, here's what you might like yeah, or see yeah. based on what you've seen. So that like blew my mind. I was like, mm-hmm. that can't be, that can't be. Cause I remember like, um, I can probably picture the timeline in my head of when you met him and stuff like that. And you were sending me like some of his videos and, and yeah. I, I thought it was very like really interesting stuff. And I found them like this really captivating uh, character. And, mm-hmm. um, and so it, it was hard for me to reconcile that. And I was only like at a, at a, di- I would only like just sort of like dipped my toe in that as an idea. Oh, oh yeah. I seen him before and blah, blah, blah. So that, I mean, he took so many people for a ride. I mean, it's gotta be like what his following was up to like 60, 80,000 people, something like that. So he took like, you know, you could fill a, a fucking football stadium with everybody that he fucking duped. Yep. So and he, like there's still people who are like down for him, you know, like I'll yeah. get so see that, random shit pop up where I'm like, damn, still. <laughs> yeah, that's that's still part of that whole like cult uh mentality. And there's mm-hmm. I mean he'll he'll probably find some uh as long as he's still breathing, find people to bring along with him and convince and gaslight and all that shit too, which is yep. it's just weird i mean it's it's you know somewhere in between like r kelly and uh you know charles manson it's and then you you were like you were right there you were you were at least in your mind you were with the guy and so that all that stuff happens and yada yada but he kind of re-emerges a little bit was like a month or two ago and um maybe still playing the sympathy card or like, Oh, they got me all wrong. They got me fucked up type of shit. But did he like dox you? Yeah. Straight up did like he posted screenshots of like our conversations, um, screenshots of like the website for where I work. Um, told like people where it, like, I lived in Arizona, you know, like he definitely put out enough information to, to harm me if, if possible if he wanted to you know like i even i even spoke to my job and like how, let them know like what was going like that's a great conversation you want to have with your hr director like, <laughs> yo, yo so I, I kind of got mind manipulated into like a, a 
grassroots version of a cult and um, <laughs> some shit's going down on the internet right now. <laughs> like, uh, what kind of adult wants to have that conversation with someone, you know? Like, yeah, how do I put in the time off for this one? Okay, uh, vacation, sick time, uh, you know, accidentally fell for a guy in indigenous face who's building an army. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry about that one. <laughs> <laughs> so how long until you were able to kind of get back into your life? Uh, and I mean, it's, it's still going to have traces of that there, but I mean, like where you maybe don't feel like this is going to follow you in, in this really fucked up negative way. Um, I still struggle with it a lot. Um, I'll be completely honest, you know, like it definitely um, tainted my perspective on like spirituality in a lot of different senses, you know, because it's like, man, how easily like he aligned with stuff that I believe and like just turned it into, you know, by his actions and the way that he is. And then, and then like, I look at like, oh, because I was really open about like, everything that I was doing. So I was really doing a lot of like spiritual work on myself, you know, and like soul searching and dealing with a lot of the stuff that I've gone through in my life and like very open about it. And like, now I'll go to like post things and I'm like, no, you sound just like him. Just delete that shit and post a picture of your dog. And it's like, it's just, yeah. Or go put some googly eyes on something. Hell yeah. On a stop sign. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, it's difficult. Like, I definitely look over my shoulder everywhere that I go. Cause like, you know, you never know what people are hundred percent capable of, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah. You know? So it's, it's, I still think about it a lot. Like I've come to peace, come to terms with a lot of it. And I'm at peace with most aspects of it. But like, it's the part that like is hard to sit with is like to know how someone manipulated you to that extent, you know? And like, because it's, it it's it's sobering you know it feels like oh that can't be me yeah and i think people that's one reason why people will probably deny it too it's like no i gotta be on this path for a reason and and it's weird because that's you can kind of say that about like a lot of religious stuff at large and i think yeah. spirituality is important i'm not dogging that shit at all because i think people need things to ground them or make them feel okay or something to aspire to but just in terms of sort of like there's this guy who's like the mouthpiece or the figurehead or whatever of this movement it's sort of like i don't think that's needs to be there it's just whatever the connection is between me and whatever this thing is that um yeah higher power or um uh, a feeling or a, a way of life that's you know sort of i guess like invisible in a way like it's it's more it's more like in the stars. Yeah. But, uh, the mystical ex- stuff, ex- exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing that I could say about like you is, and that's why I mentioned the stuff earlier before I talked about all this shit is it, it, it'll take like a minute if at all to kind of grab your attention, you know, you're always doing your own thing, but once there's yeah. something that you love, like you love that shit. Like yeah. Ninja Turtles, fucking like yeah. we said, googly eyes, Star Wars. We didn't even get a chance to go into Star Wars or whatever, but maybe another time. But Harry Potter, all that stuff is like once you're in, you're all in. So the yeah. fact that you were able to like 
really you know get out of the weeds here with this whole thing because you could have just been very like devoted to the guy regardless like you said there's still people who are there so i'm proud of you for getting out of that shit um i'm not gonna suck your dick too much but uh all these things that i i feel like you were you were looking for were always within you anyway you are you are those things maybe you were looking for an an outward version of that but i mean this is all you this is just maybe something that reminded you of these things that you like or love but this is all you please don't join another cult again okay that's the thing you know like after after the all of this hit the fan of course like i hit the books to research like how the hell does one find themselves in a cult you know and like there's a, one of the books that i listened to it was like people don't join cults they get recruited you know so it was like you get blindsided because it's not like one day you just wake up and you're like hey i'm gonna drink the kool-aid today uh-huh. <laughs> you know like <laughs> it's, it's a slow it's a long game you know well you but, know what it is is uh, I feel like you're like naturally uh, an empath and this is a sociopath and they, he fed on that and prayed on that. And yeah, it, it was like how people go for like a one-on-one relationship. They'll mirror people or love bomb them, all that stuff. And then yep. that's when the abuse starts. So yeah, it's, it's not like a, like, you're like, Hmm, what do I do today? How can I fuck my life up today? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'm glad you're not fucking your life up today. Besides, maybe doing this show. But uh, I want right. to say, I want to say thanks for doing it. We got in some really cool stuff. Um, you know, Sorting Hat is just like a just a nasty slut. Um, you're Sophia, for sure. And yeah, and then and then also you talking about this is I think going to help people um, ideally maybe pick up on these sort of weird red flags or things to be like, you know what? I feel so strongly to gravitate towards this. Maybe take a minute and and look within me first. And like, just a warning too, you know, like they're not just regular boys anymore. Like they leveled their game up pretty significantly <laughs> yeah for sure yeah i might take a couple notes here we might be talking in uh in uh wherever jonestown is next year <laughs> oh, so who goodness. knows all right uh do you want to sign us off here you want to give us the old sign off for the show all right we'll see you in the movie there we go